who are you living for? I can't live my life for everybody else. I just spent the last 10 years being a lawyer for my parents. I feel called to do this. I'm going to freaking do it. Like I just, you just have to get out of your own way and just start stepping in that direction. Hello, hello. I'm Julia and this is the Dream Your Life podcast. This podcast is your guide to intentionally creating the life of your dreams. We talk purpose and passion and love and work and money and family and attaining abundance across all of these things. I'm here because I know from my own experiences that with the right mindset, all of us can live our dream life. So join me and start dreaming your life today. Hello, hello, fellow dreamers, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Your Life podcast. I am so excited to share this episode with you. I don't know if it's the year we're in, like 2024, or the energy, or maybe it's just the people that I'm attracting into my life and orbit, but I swear I have been hearing from so many people recently and not just like people who follow me or listeners of this podcast, but also friends and just like friends of friends and random conversations I'm having. It feels like this is the year that people are like, I'm going to be super intentional about creating a career that I actually love, like doing work that lights me up, doing work that feels aligned and purpose-driven. I feel like so many people are are just kind of like done playing small, done doing work the old way and just like ready for more freedom and flexibility and purpose and excitement and passion. All those things. I I felt it. I I definitely for myself, um but now I'm feeling it for so many other people. Like um, it's like this, I'm, I'm done just listening to podcasts or reading personal development books. I'm ready to not just be inspired, but I'm ready to inspire myself. And if this is you, this conversation might just give you that, like, uh, that push you need to go to start making your dreams happen. This conversation is with my former client and friend now, Monica Burkoth. Monica is an award-winning trial lawyer. Never had a lawyer on this podcast. Um, And she's also a mindset and confidence coach. She is the host of the Confidence Council podcast, in fact, and a mom of two kiddos with one on the way. So Monica shares this today, but when she reached what she calls the peak of her professional career in law, she came to this realization that what was missing from her life was her identity, a sense of self and a mission or purpose that felt authentic to her. So we talk about Monica's own personal development journey and how she got to that place and how she uncovered her true passion and purpose in life, which is helping other women discover their true power and cultivating confidence within themselves. 
This conversation is so good, you guys. I just listened to it back. Um, I'm actually in La Quinta, California right now. Um, it's about three hours from LA. I drove out here yesterday because I have a lot of work to do. And Alex for Valentine's Day gifted me a few days alone, which it's it's so lovely. I love my kids, but I needed this. I needed like just time to work and also just to be and think and be creative and all of that. They're going to come here um, tomorrow, but I have another day here alone. Anyway, totally derailed, <laughs> but um, we, we talk about so many things in this conversation. We talk about how a misaligned career can actually help you crystallize what you want to do. It can help you find your purpose. We also go deep into confidence, what it means to be confident and how to find and also develop that confidence within yourself. And of course, we talk about manifestation, lucky girl syndrome, what happens when something unexpected derails your manifestation plan. Um, And then we talk about spirituality and this idea that everything that happens, it happens for us, not to us. Um, And then finally, we talk about Monica's experience inside of Dream Your Biz, which is where she learned all of the skills to become a coach. But it, it was much more than that for her. And she talks about how the support from this group and the deep friendships she made along the way are what really brought so much power to the whole experience. So I'm so excited for you to be inspired and moved by this conversation. It's really beautiful. It's high energy. It's powerful. It's spiritual. It's, it's all the things. Um, before we dive in, just a quick reminder that next Wednesday, well, depending on when you listen to this, hopefully before Wednesday, February 21st. Um, I am running the Dream Your Biz workshop. It's live. It's free. I'm going to walk you through exactly how I used manifestation and also strategy to create a multi six figure coaching business in less than a year and a half. Um, and I'm going to share a method to manifesting your business dreams. And then I'm going to leave you with a step-by-step roadmap of what you would need to do if you want to launch a coaching business from scratch on your own in just a few weeks. So if this sounds up your alley, if you're curious about it, if you're intrigued, if you're interested, definitely um, add your name to the registration. The link is in bio or it's dreamyourlifenow.com slash workshop. There will be a a replay available if you register, but I really hope you come live so I can see your face um, and meet you and maybe give you a virtual hug. Um, Also, I'm not going to be sharing this workshop anywhere else. So if you can't make it or if you know you can't make it, but you want to watch the replay, still remember to add your name to the registration list so that I can send it to you. All right, guys, I am sure you are ready to dive into this vibrating, energizing, inspiring, motivating, 
conversation with our very own confidence counsel, Ms. Monica Burkoff. I am so excited to be here. I'm like your number one fan and also like a friend now. And I just feel so lucky to be like in your orbit and just to be around you again is like such a blessing. So I'm so pumped. I feel the same. Monica, I was looking back at um, some of the first, like the first message that you sent me on Instagram. By the way, do you know you sent it on January 111, 2023? No. Was I embarrassing? What did I say? No, like, I love you. you said, no, you said, <laughs> hi, Julia. I just wanted to introduce myself, Monica, and let you know I've been binging your podcast and it's really wonderful. I'm an attorney. This is my secret podcast that I'm starting. And your content is inspiring me, um, despite all of my fear about getting judged or taken less seriously. Anyway, thank you. And that was on one, 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 like that's wow. an angel number. And also yeah. I didn't really like, that's exactly one year ago. Yeah. Wow. I feel like a completely different person now. And wow, that's cool. That's crazy. And then, and then, then my favorite, and I, I have thought about this message that you sent me. I think I told you this, but it was, I've never felt so much like just pride and felt so honored. And like, it was literally the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life that you wrote. So this was less than a month later on February 7th. You said, hi, Julia. I'm so nervous to do this, but here it goes. You are my Mike Dooley right now. Yes. <laughs> I don't I'm like, oh my God. And so then you said, um, I, I'm, I, you know, started the podcast, um, and I would be so honored if you would be my first guest. And then you wrote, please say yes. Please. Oh my God. I felt so vulnerable. I was like, so fangirling. Oh. You were one of my first few guests and I hadn't even like said it out loud to anybody that I was starting this podcast and you, you were so generous and like agreed to do it. Like, and you know, without having any track record, it could have been a flop, like, you know, and just trust it. I just can't oh, think. You. No, well, I've, I felt something about you immediately. And first of all, again, it was like the best. I mean, you know how much I love this man. <laughs> and so to even be like his name next to mine, I was like, oh, my gosh. But well, I loved doing that podcast with you. And I, I remember at the end of that, we like signed off and then you were you were like, I was asking about what you were doing and you're like, I think I maybe want to start building a coaching business. And just to think that that was less than a year ago. And I look at you and I look at, I was told you, I was binging your podcast um, over the last couple of days and then going through your content. And I mean, Monica, you are like the epitome to me of someone who is just like, going for it. And I loved your podcast, by the way, we're going right into it, but on confidence. And I want to talk about that a lot today, but what you have created and built in less than a year is insane. It's crazy. It's beautiful. It's so inspiring. I, um, I think for me, like it felt like it was a lot longer. It was spread out over a lot more time, but I look at you now and who you're serving and what you're doing and still crushing it as a lawyer. And I mean, it's amazing. It, it, I, I swear to God, it all comes back to you because you were like this big expander for me that I had this moment that I'm like, holy shit, like she's a mom 
and she has had a corporate job and she started this podcast with like a three month old or whatever, right? You're on maternity leave, like nursing while you're recording. If she can do it, I can do it. And, and I I had already gotten the download about the podcast and like maybe doing something more for myself. And then I see you doing it. You just come into my life. Like I've totally manifested you in and it was exactly what I needed to give me that push. Like, it's okay. You can do this. Oh my God. Okay. Well, Monica, let's start with a little bit about like, what led you up to that point of being like, I want to start a podcast. I want to take a major pivot in my life. Like, I I don't really know a lot about the journey, except that, you know, lawyer and the kids and the husband and the house and all these things. And then it was like, this isn't what I want to do forever. Or there's something more. I, I meant for something more. So tell me a little bit about what got you to that kind of moment of, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do something totally new. So this kind of goes in line with the podcast you just released this week about unaligned work and societal expectations, but that's the root of it. Like thinking back now, so I was raised by immigrant parents. They were 19 and 20. They left Poland without any family, without any resources, and just like came to start the American dream and sacrificed a lot. And there was a lot of struggle and they work nights. And the big thing that was ingrained in my sister and I was, you have to get good grades. You have to get good grades because when you get good grades, it'll lead to a stable career. And then you'll be happy, like stability or respectable career, doctor, lawyer will lead to happiness and fulfillment. Or at least that's how my like child brain was like processing it. Right. And so when it was time to decide, okay, I didn't know what else. I'm going to end up becoming a lawyer and 11 years into law, um, I became a mom and everything changed. Like I had a complete identity crisis right up to that point. It was like the hustle and being this badass lawyer and court and happy hours and like arguing and all this. And then when I finally was forced to slow down with that baby and I'm sitting, it's 2 AM. I left my phone in the other room. So I have nothing to like busy my mind with. And I started asking myself questions like, who am I? And like, when I'm not a lawyer, when I'm outside of that element, like, what, who am I, you know? And so when maternity leave was up, suddenly that like work that was my whole life just didn't seem that important anymore. And I think that most women with children can relate to that feeling regardless of what field you're in. Right. But like more so than I just not wanting to leave my baby, I felt, I finally was like coming to terms with the fact that I think law is incredibly unaligned for the kind of person that I am like, and, and I confused my success with thinking it was alignment because I was getting recognized. I was getting promoted. I was making 40 under 40. I was winning trials. I was getting patted on the back, but I was being so inauthentic at work. And like, for example, I hate confrontation. Like I hate arguing with my friends. I hate when someone is mad at me and in this job, someone is always mad at you. And it's Wait, like, what's I, your sign? What's your, what's your sign? I can't remember. Leo. A Leo. Okay. Yeah. Is, is that typical of a Leo? Mm, I don't Leo is more so known for like wanting to be a leader and in the spotlight, which oh, I resonate okay. with. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't, I just hate confrontation. I hate yeah. fighting and I'm yeah. fighting with like these old guys on the phone or an email, like all day long, I'm getting yelled at by judges. Like, it's exhausting and it weighs on me. Like I got in an argument with my sister yesterday and I felt like tired all day. It just drains me. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this is 
my the past decade, right? And so, and then add motherhood on top of it. And I'm like, what am I doing to myself? Right. And so, and I also have this like major people pleasing wound. Like I feel like if someone is mad at me and someone's always mad at me in this job, it just, it just not, it's not aligned. Right. And then the other thing that like kind of clicked, like, okay, I'm wearing a mask at work for the past decade. I'm not being like authentic is I was like sitting in a settlement conference with a client who I'd been working with for like five years at that point. I knew her pretty well. And we were talking about like senior superlatives or something. And I was like, oh, I got class clown and um, best sense of humor and like being stranded on an island or something. And she was like, really? She's like, oh, I don't really see that for you. You know, someone, it's like, so it was like, she didn't even, she didn't even know my personality. She didn't know me after five years. And I realized, okay, I'm not in a position financially to leave this job and like cut ties. But, and I also, I love my clients and I I love my coworkers, but I need to find a way to infuse like more of me into my day. Like I can't take away the job, but what can I add? Because being a lawyer just like, wasn't it anymore. Or enough anymore. I want to keep going with this, but I um I also realized we didn't do the gratitude thing, which I like because I haven't seen you in so long. We just oh, yeah. <laughs> so at some at some point I'm gonna have to ask you what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. But, um something that I think about a lot, and you know, a lot of us get to this crossroads where it's like, this isn't aligned anymore, this doesn't feel right, there's something, oh, this isn't me. Like, but I wonder if the career in the beginning did serve you if it was all leading up to this point. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Or if, you know, looking back in retrospect, you would have gone and told 19, 20-year-old Monica, go a different way. This is not for you. Or if it's like, this was part of the lesson that you needed to learn and you needed to go through all that to discover yourself. A thousand percent. Because I wouldn't even have known what to tell 19-year-old Monica. You know what I mean? Like, I think you have to go through that journey. And I feel like it was part of it, right? Like my sister, who's, she's a a, a channel or yeah. a, like a medium. She also talks about like, you have a soul's mission or purpose and it could go different ways. Right. And like mine, I wasn't fully living my out, but I was in certain ways. Like I loved jury. I love jury trials. Cause I love the theatrics. I love the storytelling. Mm-hmm. I love the objections. Like yeah. <laughs> I love getting yeah. up there and being the star of the show. Like yeah. I come alive in that. Right. Yeah. But it's sitting behind my desk and reviewing documents and arguing with old guys. I don't like yeah. that part. Right. Yeah. But it's like, so there were certain parts that I was really, really leaning into and really liking. And I think that helped develop like my ability to communicate and read and write and things. I, and it also provided, I think you've talked about this. I'm sure you have is about like the contrast, right? Like mm-hmm. this is what I know I don't want anymore yeah. or I want less of, yeah. right? And this is what I do want more of. Like it helps you figure that out because like, you know, everyone knows figuring out what you want is like the hardest part of manifesting, but like, yeah having that contrast helps you figure out and kind of crystallize like what you want. Monica, I feel like we're soul sisters. I mean, I do too. (laughs) Because I'm the same way with all of everything. Like I, I liked, I liked the spotlight. I like the theatrics. That was also where I shined in my corporate career is like the the lights, camera action kind of feeling and the confrontation. I mean, I'm a reason I asked it. I'm a Libra and I also people pleaser confrontation. Like Mm -hmm. someone once said like, Oh, I found a, 
a solution to um, my anxiety about people pleasing. Just like everyone who knows me, send me a text every morning and tell me you're not mad at me. <laughs> and that was like for me, I'm like, okay, yeah, that that resonates. That'll do it. Yep. Um, okay, so but so so part of this was the journey, and part of this was um the contrast and starting to understand, okay, what who is Monica and what do I want? So you get to this point with these big questions and you're going back to this career that you know is no longer aligned. You're now a mother. You've stepped into this new chapter. What actually makes you click and do something about it? Because I think that's the part where a lot of people are, but they're stuck in that. I know this isn't for me. I know I want something new, but I'm just going to keep going and just wait. Like I'm going to wait it out, see if an opportunity lands in my lap. And we know that doesn't really happen. So what was it for you that gave you the motivation or I don't know what, you know, like that, that moment where it was like this, I have to do something about it. So I like continued to write out and I still am, obviously I'm still a lawyer. I was writing out this job. Right. And I was like, okay, well I'm up next to make equity partner, which is like as high as it goes. Once I hit that, I'll be like feeling good. I'm sure it'll all click. And of course I get it super blessed and grateful. I was the youngest in the firm's history to accelerate that quickly. And you you would think I'd be jumping up and down. And I struggled with the guilt for a while that I should be more grateful that I have this healthy children, a husband, a house, a great job, but it still doesn't feel like enough. And so the kick in the pants is legit reaching the top and realizing like looking around like this isn't my mountain. Like I'm climb, climbing someone else's mountain and oh. it's not fulfilling. And, and then you came into my life and showed me that you can do, you can have it all. And I think that is like what I needed. Cause I hadn't seen any examples of that mm. ever in my life. And so I'm so grateful to like social media and like the internet because you How know, did that even live, happen, by the way, I, I, I think you came up as like a, you know, a suggested friend, like oh. on Instagram. Oh. And I was like, dream your life. Yes, please. And I click. And then I started listening <laughs> to the podcast and then the rest so we is really have, have um, Mark Zuckerberg to thank, I guess. Right? I do. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. So, so the first step for you was starting the podcast, why confidence council, and also let's talk a little bit about confidence. Cause I think that this is very much what it takes to step into it. You have to have the confidence. Let's talk about that moment of starting the podcast and why you chose to name it confidence council. I am an English major. I love alliteration. I and I was looking for ways to play on authenticity and the fact that I am a lawyer still, yes. you know, and and so it, I kind of played around with a couple. I actually found a notebook that had like a couple of options in it. Mm-hmm. And when confidence council crossed my mind, I was like, boom, because I feel like when you're confidence, it's like when you're embodying like your authentic self. And I feel like when you are true, like it's honestly just being true to yourself and trusting yourself. And that's when things kind of happen for you. And I have always been told that that was a strength of mine is confidence. Like you're so confident. And I was always kind of a leader growing up and um, my friend's mom's 
like that I know from like junior high have been like, have pulled me aside as an adult and been like, thank you for pulling, you know, Erica out of her shell or whatever it was, you know, like, and, and I didn't even, but that was my superpower and I didn't recognize it, you know, until I kind of went on to this like little journey of like self-discovery. And I thought, okay, I resonate with that. And I think that I have something to offer here. What, what are the three C's of confidence, Monica? So again, love the alliteration of being an English major. So I went three C's. So clarity, courage, and competence. Okay. Can you speak a little bit to each of those? Yes. Okay. So clarity is just what I've been talking about it, which I think is like knowing and like accepting who you are and what you want. Like it is figuring out what your core values are. Like what is your Mm non-negotiable? Like what is something that is super important to you? And like knowing and fully embracing that I think is when, when you're super clear on who you are, you know, those people that are like, oh my God, she is so authentically herself. She is so her, like that radiates confidence. So I think that is like the first step is like really figuring out who you are and like what matters to you, what you stand for. So when you were um, stepping into this, before you started the podcast, um, how do you start to discover this? What are some tools that you would recommend? Because I know you're a journaler, I'm a journaler, but to kind of, because I think that it's like people understand, right? I, okay, I, I get it. I need to know who I am. How do I even go about figuring out who I am? I I'm, don't feel like I'm anything like the person I was in childhood. I don't have any passions anymore. I'm just like doing life and maybe I'm doing the mom thing. Maybe I'm doing my career, but how do we really reconnect with who we really are and that authentic self in your opinion? So I started thinking about like, what were, what was the last thing that made me really happy or proud or fulfilled? Like, and aside from the the codependency of like being getting married or like having that child or being a mom like for me like what did I do personally for me I was thinking like I loved giving that opening statement because I felt Mm -hmm. like a badass and da 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 right and so Mm -hmm. I loved that I love that book I read last weekend because I just like love the quiet time I love going into like a story and you know losing myself in the characters like what things that like you like you enjoy like and 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 sometimes you know it could even go so deep as like what you liked as a kid and so sometimes you know I have a hard time like remembering my childhood but I'll be like well I liked riding my bike I like love being outside so just even taking time to honor that part of you and like go for the bike ride get up get the strap on the rollerblades go outside and like see what what kind of comes up yeah exactly because it's not this is the thing about reconnecting with those things with the things that you enjoy when you're in that place of doing it, reading the personal development or spiritual book that lights you up or going on the bike ride or going on the hike or playing soccer, whatever it is, that is when you are most aligned. And that vibration, I mean, now we're going to get spiritual, but that is when you get the downloads and the ideas Mm -hmm. and the inspiration and the people come into your life. Like it's not a coincidence. It's when you're feeling your best self, when you're feeling aligned, that is when the entire world opens up and the universe will present you with the things that you really desire. A thousand percent. And what I would say, if you're somebody that's like really being intentional about this and trying to figure that out, maybe sitting in front of the journal is what's blocking you, like forcing it to like, okay, so what am I passionate about? Like, what am I into? 
that's not going to, yeah, that's not going to get the juices flowing. Go actually do something that you enjoy and stop thinking about it. And that's when the things will come down for you. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So we've got clarity. So then the next one is courage and it's all about just like social bravery and just the willingness to look stupid and the willingness to mess up. And like, and, and people that are confident to me are like, yeah, I'm going to put myself out there. And if I fall on my butt then like, oh, well, cause I'm still me and I'm still awesome. You know, like they're, yeah. they're, they practice vulnerability over and over again and they're cool with it. Like it's okay. Cool. The world's not going to end. Monica, I feel like we need to really expand on this and maybe bring in some examples with you starting your business. Because um, as a fellow people pleaser and someone who also likes the spotlight, it is both of us probably the validation piece has been a big part of at least my life. And so stepping into something where you are putting yourself out on social media, because um, and we're going to talk about your coaching business too, but the beginning parts are freaking scary. Mm-hmm. And you've got all eyes on you, or you think you do. And talk about like, you know, fumbling or like not having it all figured out in the beginning. That is going to happen, especially um, starting a coaching business, which is so much about putting yourself out there and connecting with other people. Um, so can we talk about courage here and and your experience specifically? Um, in starting your coaching business and starting your Instagram account, starting the podcast, all of these things that you did now, Monica, in not only less than a year, you probably did all this in three months, right? Like really going gung ho on all this new scary stuff. And I know you are an innately confident person, but I can only imagine this took a lot of courage and it was scary and uncomfortable. So can we talk about that for the person who's listening who's like, that's the part where I'm like, okay, I'll, I know who I am, and blah, but like, I can't do it. I just like, fear of judgment is too strong. I don't want to mess up. I got an okay thing going. This is just too scary. So my biggest recommendation, what I did was like, don't talk about it. Just start doing it. Don't tell everybody around you what you're doing, because then they're going to start chiming in and projecting on you. Like, I only told my husband and no one else. Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start a podcast. He's like, okay, I bought the microphone. I bought the, I started doing yeah. it. I created like a burner account, you know, on Instagram. Yeah. And I just yeah. like, I started doing it. And then I had to come to terms with like, what are my coworkers going to think? Like people are going to take me less seriously. I'm in a really serious job. Yeah. And if I'm talking about spirituality and imposter syndrome and, and having like woo people talking about manifestation and stuff, what is that going to, how is that going to reflect on me and my business? What are my clients going to think? So I had to like do a lot of, um, I guess, kind of like, I don't know, I I guess I journaled, but I also kind of had to come to terms with like, who are you living for? Like, who are you living for? And if like, and it's not like I'm talking about like killing small cats or something. I'm talking about personal development. Like this is not, if, if a client drops me because of this, then this is not a client that I want anyway. You know what I mean? And if a friend is whispering behind my back about it, then it's behind my back and I don't have to hear it. I didn't want to. That's also not a friend that you want. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, I can't live my life for everybody else. I just spent the last 10 years being a lawyer for my parents, right? And my dad doesn't go to court with me. My mom doesn't argue in front of the judge with me. Like I go by myself. I I am walking this path. So like, I feel called to do this. And 
I'm going to freaking do it. Like I just, you just have to get out of your own way and just start stepping in that direction. Yeah. And that momentum builds. Totally. And I, and I did the same as you, Monica. I, I did it kind of by myself in the beginning, didn't tell a lot of people and that felt safer. The the thing is also, it's like, it's, it's scariest in the beginning, but it does get easier and easier and easier, just like anything else. Like you start to get comfortable with it. And if you can break through that beginner's fear and uncomfortability, I mean, look what happened for you. Can you imagine if you had been January 11th, 2023, been like, you know what, I'm just not ready for the podcast. I'm going to wait a couple, couple more months and that turned into six more months. And then you never... Whereas like, it's been less than a year and you have a flourishing coaching business and this podcast that lights you up. You've met so many people soul aligned, like you're talking about what you love, all of that because you chose and you decided I'm okay being a little uncomfortable in the beginning. It is Mm -hmm. so worth it. It is so worth it. And that's another thing I kept telling myself is I can either do this and, and be really uncomfortable in moments of like throwing my phone and just like, and going, <laughs> you know, or I can not have the courage and hold off on this. What do I want in one year when I look back, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we just have to think about, okay, right now I am investing in my future and it's going to be hard, but on the other side, I see the freedom and the flexibility and the alignment and the light and the joy. And I'm willing to take a hit for that right now. A thousand percent. Like it's so worth it. Like life is so short. It's so uncertain. And, and I just, just keep asking yourself, who are you living for? And just go start doing what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the, a little affirmation, I know you love the affirmations and I've shared it before, but um, reframing it from, because we know we've talked about how uncomfortability and fear, like that's, that's innate. That's your body telling you, I don't know what's going on. Like, this is scary retreat, but that's, you know, we don't live in the stone age or the caveman age anymore. And so we have to tell ourselves this uncomfortability that I feel is okay, that this is growth. This is because I haven't been here before. We're okay, bodies. We're safe. This is scary, but I'm growing. And the reason it's scary is because I've never been here and it's going to continue to feel this way, but it's okay. And it's always so much worse in your mind than it is in real life. Like I was spiraling about the coworkers that were going to talk about me and the messages that would be going around the office and getting fired. And it like, none of that happened. People were like, this is super cool. You should talk about it more. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah, even if it does, even if it does happen in the beginning, like it's, it's, everything's a blip. And I didn't know about it. So I was like, I don't care. Talk behind my back. I'm, I, you're in the same place you were last year. I'm not. Well, but I'm saying even if people do say something, because I had a a few in the beginning, it's like those same people. I I remember in the very beginning, I, there were definitely kind of like, oh, you're, you're talking about manifesting. Well, someone asked me if I was depressed. Because oh. I would, yeah, I was like, no, it's actually quite the opposite. You know, you just um, realize that people are talking like their own fear and insecurity on you. It's totally. like, this is not, this is not for me. This is your own thing. You know? Well, well what I thought was so interesting is like, um, there was like a couple of women who were kind of like saying those things and 
and mentioned to me like, this is, wow, it's really big of you to like, hmm. and both of them have now either gone to a retreat or, or have been a client of mine. So people mm-hmm. also change their minds all the time. Everything is just constantly changing. So even if, if something like someone says something or, you know, insinuate something, their opinion is going to change later anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So current clarity, courage, what was the last step? The last one is competence. And we kind of talked about it. It's yeah. like accepting the fact that it's going to suck at the beginning, but it's just going to get better with time. Like yeah. the first podcast episode, super rough, the cover art, super rough, <laughs> but like it all gets better. Like it, it just like with everything. I mean, that's just life. You know, the more you do something, the more competent you be competent, you become and the more skilled you are in it and the more confidence you have in it. And the other part of that, and um, I'm like still riding high off Abraham Hicks. I went over the weekend and um, yeah and and it really is about the journey of growth so the learning the skills is almost more fulfilling in in the way than just someone giving you the skill of like here Monica you're perfect at podcasting you're gonna just knock it out of the park your first episode that would not feel as good to you as li- looking back and seeing the growth and being like, wow, I've gotten better and better and better. I feel more confident. It flows more naturally. And the same with um, putting yourself out on social media or the first reel you do. It's all like it wouldn't feel as fulfilling if it didn't take time to get there and to master the art or to the master the skill over time. So remembering too that competence is not necessary. I mean, you have gifts, but it's not some innate skill, like part of the magic and the reason we came to now here's another spiritual thing. But I think one of the reasons our soul came here was to learn and grow and evolve and um, learn new skills like that's part of it. Totally. And I, I see it as like, it's part of like my come up story when I'm like sharing it with Oprah in 20 years or whatever. Yeah. Like it was so rough. Look how awkward this reel was. Look at me now. You know, it's just yeah. all part of it. <laughs> you need that. You need that story. Um, okay. So Monica, I have, there's a few other things I want to talk to you about, but first, before we do, we haven't even talked about manifestation. I would love to hear your thoughts on manifesting and um, how you used it, you used it in your life and when you came across it and, um, just like h- how you practice it. So what's so funny. So I came across manifestation in like 2006 or 2007. My dad brought home the secret Oh yeah. on the video. I was yeah. in college. I was home for like winter break yeah. and my dad's always been like a bit of a conspiracy theorist. So when he brought oh, something yeah. like this home, I was like, all right, dad, you know, yeah. <laughs> but like, but I humored him. I watched it. I can't believe he, your dad is the uh, one. Which is hilarious because I need to tell him this because he's probably like, because he, me and my sister are now super spiritual and he's probably yeah. like rolling his eyes. I'm like, you were the gateway, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, he, so I remember after I watched that, I had to go to the library to like print something out or whatever. And I remember being driving over there being like, all right, if this thing is real, like I want the first parking spot, like in the, yeah. you know, yeah. and I, uh, was totally unattached to it or whatever, right? Because yeah. I didn't believe it fully. And I pull up and I'm driving down that first aisle and there's no spots up. I was like, this whole thing was bogus. I knew it. And all of a sudden the guy's like rear lights shine and he starts backing out and I have the first spot to the library. And I was like, huh, maybe there is something to, to this, right? It was like instant, right? And so I was like, okay, 
but then I, you know, I'm in college partying boys, all the stuff. I like, it's not front of mind, Yeah. but then, um, I'm in retrospect, I've realized that I have been a very powerful manifester, but it's very unconscious. I've always been someone, I know what I want. I'm not one that waffles. Oh, I don't know. I always know what I want. And I think that clarity has really served me. I don't intentionally, I haven't before or like growing up written stuff down that I want. I just kind of, I knew I wanted it and it would happen for me. It's like the lucky girl syndrome. Totally. I totally had lucky girl syndrome. I would hear that all the time from my friends. And you're, you get everything you want. You're good at everything, da, da, da. And I rode that wave because I am, I am a lucky girl. I was able to manifest stuff. And then I was one of my, the last in my group of friends to get married. And I felt like behind because they all were having kids and I still wasn't even married yet. So I was like, I'm going to have a honeymoon baby. We're going to have a honeymoon baby. And so I could like catch up or whatever. Um, so stupid, but anyway, so we didn't get pregnant on the honeymoon. We got pregnant like the next month. So again, boom, got what I wanted, but then I miscarried. Mm -hmm. And like, I had never felt like that loss of control like that ever in my life. And like, if anyone's been through a miscarriage, you just like kind of spiral, you know, because you can't control it and, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I found myself gravitating back toward manifestation at that time in my life and more spiritual stuff because I needed answers. Like I needed peace. I needed hope. I needed something because it wasn't happening and me forcing it wasn't helping it either. And so that's kind of how I got back to it. Wow. Um, that just, I, I, we're going to segue a little bit because I, I want to ask about that particularly the, or specifically the miscarriage and um, you know your sister Isabel right mm-hmm. um she is now a channel she's mm-hmm. um she went through Jessica Rachel's program I think if everyone's listening probably knows Jessica Rachel by now yep. um and you, you said she's like Abraham Hicks she can just mm-hmm. channel. Is she, who is she channeling it's called all that is oh yeah, Whoa. but she doesn't really give it a name. She calls it like, um, it's an expansion of consciousness. It's like what she refers wow. to it as. Yeah. Okay. So what does she have to say about that, about like a miscarriage or these things that happen that are totally out of our control and devastating? I think that, you know, I haven't asked her specifically about miscarriage, but I I did ask her in a recent episode about like why there are people struggling in the world, like really horrible situations. And can you manifest your way out of that? And she said that something along the lines of like, it is part of the soul's journey and um, that they are choosing that in their lifetime in order to learn certain lessons or whatever it may be. And just to, find gratitude in the fact that we are living in an age where we have access to the internet and different things that can open our minds to what could be people in like war and torn countries are going through like horrific things. They don't see that opportunity like we can, because we have access to that. Um, and she, she, the, the kind of the way that she kind of made me feel better about all of it was people are going to be waking up in the way that we're all waking up spiritually all over the world, regardless of where they are. And so those messages are going to start to sprinkle into those communities without internet or without, you know, the access to like the rest of the world, which I think is a nice, beautiful thought. Yeah. So does she see it getting better or 
getting worse before it gets better? Does she see a split happening with like, you know, she talked about it kind of like how Jessica did in, in one of the later episodes about like 2024 energy about yeah. like moving to 5D that yeah. we're all about to expand that this is going to be like the year of growth and expansion and you can't afford to not go inward right now and figure out who you are and what you want because like now is the time that all of those things are going to come for you. Um, she'll, she says it or it says it better than I can. Yeah. So you have to check out that episode for yourself. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's all good things coming. So it's like, especially I feel like having planted the seed in 2023, like I've got a momentum going and now I think it's ready to like unfold. So I'm excited. Yeah. I think the reason why I wanted to go there is because um, we're talking about, you know, manifesting and and you, what you've created in your life and stepping into this new career. Um, and so much, you know, so much of it is like, you decided what you wanted and you went for it and it's happening. And I think there's a lot of people who have fear around, well, what if something completely derails it? Like, especially now with seeing what's happening in other countries and just um, these things that feel very much out of our control. And I'm just wondering if you have thoughts or, or advice around this, either your own or something you've heard from your sister um, around, yes, you can still create it, but what happens when something unexpected um, comes in or derails you? Do you feel like it's all part of it? A thousand percent. And I think it, I mean, from personal experience, it all leads to something even better. Yeah. Like when I, when I had that miss, I had this timeline for this baby. I, it was like so strict and it had to be on this date. And and when it didn't happen that way, I ended up making partner that year. I ended up going to Rome with my sister, a trip I would have never taken because I was like walking on eggshells trying to get pregnant and just, you know, had beautiful experiences that I'm like, that are core memories now that I'm like, thank God I didn't get pregnant when I did. Yeah. And just hearing, I think what Jessica said on an episode, when you guys talked about miscarriage, that so my firstborn is named Clayton, that that was Clayton dipping in, deciding, man, it's not the right time. You've got some good stuff coming. I'll come back later. And then him coming back in September the next year is like, that gave me a lot of peace that there's not some soul out there that I'll never get to meet. It's actually my baby now, you know, yeah. which I loved. Yeah. You know, my, my friend, Jesse, who I mentioned on the, that episode of spirit babies with Jessica, um, and she said I could share this on any episode, but basically she's the one she, she gave birth to twins and they both died. Um, it was the most okay. devastating, horrific thing you could ever imagine. Like she was, you know, she had the, she had the room all set up with the two cribs and the clothes and, oh. you know, we, um, so Jessica did a channeling session for her this month, um, mm -hmm. just a couple of weeks ago. And, um, the, she had a, my Jesse had a baby just a few months later, her son and the son's soul is the soul of both of those twins. The twins had a split soul and well, then they decided, twins. yeah, they decided, you know what? We wanted to maybe experience it as twins, but no, we want to come back. We have a different kind of mission. Yeah. So they said, but we still want this whole family. We want Jesse as our mother. We want the oh, I feel oh, yeah. Friends. But we need oh. to be a boy, and we need to come back in this time together. I love that. That's so beautiful. And it, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make the loss easier, but it no. does kind of help you. Well, it does. She make a little it, peace for sure. Yeah. She said it just, and for some reason, my friend Jesse was like, "I always felt that. I always felt that. I just um, 
it it didn't feel like when she got pregnant again, she's like, I just sort of knew it was them. Like it was very weird, but this was corroborated and it was just oh again. Um that's so beautiful. But I I totally agree with you, Monica. It's like it's the the way that our lives unfold, like it is, it always ends up working out for the best if you believe that it does. If you keep moving and see those challenging, difficult situations as maybe opportunities to pivot or do something else, and then you see it and, you know, you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, I couldn't have even planned this any better. So I have such a great manifestation story like that because around 2022, when I had my second baby, I had like a second reawakening, I would call it. And I was like, I'm going to write a book. Like, so first it was the podcast. Now I'm like, I'm going to write a book. And um, I told everybody. So no, I take that back. This is the book first and then the podcast. And the, the way I handled the book download was the wrong way, I think, which is why I was so private with the podcast. And yeah. I think that's brought me more successful with the book. I told everybody, I'm going to write a book. I'm writing a book. It's going to be amazing. I'm being a New York Times bestseller. And so everyone started telling everybody and their parents and they were all asking me every time we went to like a barbecue and I was like a little embarrassed. And and then I would sit down like feeling so much pressure. Well, I have to read this book now, you know, and I had no idea what to write about. And it was like so forced. And I remember um, going to like a Barnes and Noble with my husband and my kids or like even just like walking by those newsstands, you know, like that have like the neck pillows and the top books, like at the train stations at the airports. And, and, and visualizing like my book is going to be here and it's going to be so awesome. And I'm going to be, and just like going in there and like pretending like I'm like almost like shooting a video, like, Oh, look, here's my book. Yeah. And I did that maybe like three or four times. And like, every time I walked past the place at the train station, that newsstand, I would like, because when I commute downtown to work, I would like, just think about it for like a second. Yeah. And the book never, there is no book. Okay. But I just was um, given an opportunity to be in Vogue in April of 2024. And so I am going to be in that, those newsstands, but not in the way that I thought, you know what I mean? And it was, I was trying to force this New York Times bestseller telling everybody that would listen. And then this Vogue thing comes in totally out of the blue and I didn't have to do anything. And so that to Uh, me is like, that is manifestation. Oh, Oh my God. What is this Vogue article about? So it's, it's, it's just like a feature, like basically it's in, it's in April, 2024. And like, thank God I got to use a photo from my like podcast branding shoot. Cause I'm going to be <clears throat> nine months pregnant and like a big Bertha at the time. <laughs> but, so, so um, it just basically says like who I am and and what I do. And I have, I'm a lawyer and I have a podcast and I have a coaching business. I'm a mom. And yeah, it's just like going to be in vogue in April. So, but how did that happen? Like, it's a long story. Oh. It was basically a recognition that I got from being a lawyer. But then they're like, well, you can kind of control what you put in it. Okay. And I was like, well, let's add the podcast of the coaching. And so, yeah. Oh my God. That's so exciting, Monica. Okay. So let's talk about what you do now and who you serve and um, what you have going on in your life. So, I, I'm currently serving other, I think, millennial women because I speak the language, right? And it's, so I have a 12-week one-on-one coaching program and it is, the whole purpose of it is to kind of help you turn your sense of like stuckness or um, feeling a nudge, but not knowing what it means and kind of 
helping you get into that passion and fulfillment and alignment. So it includes like weekly coaching calls over Zoom. We've got journal prompts. We've got meditations. You have like instant messaging access with me whenever you need it. And it's all very inspired. Obviously, everything I know is taught by you, Julia. So if you love Julia, you'll love me. I think. <laughs> but, yeah. And like in the program, the focus is to like un- take the mask off, like the mask yeah. that I was talking about, like uncovering your most authentic self and yeah. figuring out what that missing piece is that's tugging at you and then creating like a plan that'll help you get there. That's something that you can actually stick to and you don't have to overhaul your life and you don't have to quit your job if you can't afford to. Yeah. And we can make it happen for you. And I think the biggest thing is like, you don't have to recreate the wheel. Like right. with your program, Julia, like you taught me something in four months that would have t- obviously took you years to learn. And, and I, it would have taken me two years on my own and, or I might've never even done it. Like putting so all the little pieces together. You're talking about dream your biz. I would love for you to share a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what was your experience? Okay. I was obsessed. I had never done a group coaching like that oh. before. And I just, you know, I love the structure. I like, um, the, the plan every week. I like a timeline because otherwise I just need the accountability. Otherwise I let myself slip. And so just like feeling like I need to show up every week, having done my homework and like progress this was exactly what I needed to kind of keep the momentum going. But on top of that, just like meeting these other women that also want what I want. Like we were all so different. Some were moms, some weren't, some were, you know, self-employed, some had corporate jobs like me, but like, we all wanted the same thing and we all showed up with like enthusiasm and excitement and the intention to like create something. And like having a group coaching container like that, it was like you would coach somebody else and I'd be sitting in on the line. Like, obviously we're all in the group together and you would be saying something to somebody else. And I would be like, okay, wait, this applies to me too. So I was getting like two, like 10 for one coaching because (laughs) it was like for me, but it was also, it was customized, but then it was also, I was getting from everybody else's journey. There was like overlap and different things. And like just creating this community of these women that are just like like lifelong friends now, you know? And it's, I, I was, I didn't realize this at the time, but I totally called them in because I wanted like a group of women that were, that were like inspiring me and lifting me up and pushing me towards something that I was passionate about. And that's what this group brought for me. And it was like, I, I, you know, I have a lot of really good friends that are very well-intentioned and a husband and a sisters and everything, but people that are going through it with you just get it. You yeah. know, and so yeah. these women like got me um, in a way that my other friends and family couldn't, you know. There's a reason that we are all brought together in that moment, in that time, and from all these different walks of lives and paths. Cause you're right, like everyone was very different, but on the same soul aligned kind of mission, which I feel like just creates so much magic. Um, but I have to say, Monica, I, um, from the beginning, I, you, it was like, you were an A plus student, you got all this stuff done, you were so excited and inspired. It was like, you could see the alignment in you, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, this is what you were meant to do. And the accountability we're talking about, too, like, that's a big piece of coaching. And what you're offering is um, having someone to hold your hand as you go through this. So you're not questioning yourself. When you do the post on social media or, or go for the job or um, write the book, you have someone cheering you along. Like 
we need that, especially in those early days. Yeah, you could probably do all of this on your own and you could probably build the confidence and read the books, but why? Why not mm-hmm. have someone to guide you and someone who is, believes in you when, especially in those moments when maybe you don't believe in yourself or you need that extra push and motivation? And I think that's exactly what you offer. Yeah. My dad used to always say work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And so if you have to, you know, making that investment was such an important piece, I think of me like leveling up personally, because I didn't have to spend two years spinning my wheels over it. You did it for me. You, well, you held my hand through it. You know what I mean? So I did the work, but you held my hand and held me accountable. And so that is unmatched. And so if you feel like you're not going anywhere or you're reading all the books and doing all the things and you're still not getting anywhere, maybe it's time to look into coaching. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, Okay. We're going to do this backwards and we're going to end with gratitude. Okay. (laughs) So Monica, three things that you are grateful for in your life right now. I am so, so beyond grateful for you, Julia, because you were such a big expander for me and you showed me that it was possible. And I had not seen that before. And um, I don't, without you, I don't think I, I would be here. Um, the second thing I'm grateful for is for my family, for my, um, my children and the baby in my stomach. And um, I'm so grateful for my husband. And then I think just technology, like being able to connect across the country and we wouldn't have otherwise ever met in this world because Mm -hmm. you're in LA or whatever, right? And I'm in Chicago, like it just wouldn't happen and be able to be in a room with you like this and, and to grow and learn from you, I think is like the greatest blessing. So super grateful for technology and Mark Zuckerberg for making the connection, (laughs) (laughs) suggesting that connection. Yeah. And not a lot of, Mark doesn't get a whole lot of love lately. So we'll give you some love. We'll give you just a little bit. Just a little bit. Oh my gosh, Monica, I just adore you. I'm so grateful for you and that you came into my life. You were such an inspiration to so many people, but you inspire me so much. Um, Truly, I think you are just a light and I am so excited to see what 2024 brings for you. I can't wait for that Vogue magazine. I'm going to go to the airport or wherever they sell magazines now. <laughs> I don't know where the stands are. Maybe it's in the grocery store still. Go- uh, magazines are so expensive. I couldn't. Well, I think that this mag, I didn't know this, but Vogue is regional. So mine will be only in the Midwest. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to fly. To I'll Chicago. just take a photo for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, I, I want a physical copy of this <laughs> manifestation. Um, but thank you so much for joining today. Thank you so much so much love for you. I love you. Thank you. And if you're still listening, thank you for tuning into another episode. I hope it served you. I hope it inspired you. I hope it, hope it gave you a little fire in your belly to start going after your dreams. Don't forget that this Wednesday, February 21st is the free live workshop, the dream your biz workshop. I would love for you to join us. So definitely head on over to the show notes and add your name. And I can't wait to see you there. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful weekend day week ahead, and I will talk to you soon.